0: Daughters, but that's on me. So I get to be now, hopefully, a better friend, a better business person,
1: more importantly, a better father.
2: Well, the Jack Michael Show is coming live and direct from the Memorial Union on the campus of the University of North Dakota. Brad Anderson with us here. It is Media Day for the University of North Dakota. Like we covered uh, Media Day for North Dakota State University, Media Day for UND football in a moment. We'll hear from some of the particulars uh, this hour, not to mention. It is Tuesday, so Dick Bremer will be along uh, coming up to uh, talk a little Twins Baseball. So a little different uh, from Grand Forks to Fargo today. Splitting that, the one and only Derek Hansen is in our flagship studios of 740 The Fan. I've got uh, Brad in a, in a ballroom, Derek, right now. And oh. On a, this beautiful campus, Derek. I, about, about three minutes ago, I saw a wave of future uh, litigators and lawyers, very smart, smart uh, students. It's orientation. And if you remember your... Your college days and that orientation where uh, that, that wide-eyed of excitement, I wonder what the future brings, and, and you kind of get acclimated to the, the campus that you're going to. But there was a gas leak, Derek, in their building, so they all got fun- funneled.
3: You're in kidding your me. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so heavens.
2: At, uh, how about that? that so they, uh, oh, oh, that's tough. That,
3: that's, uh, that's not the way you want to start. No, not at all. No. Well, <laughs> it's not. Well, for me but, I uh, you know, for me the orientation day was a little different cuz I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I went to Fergus Falls Community College, now M State Fergus Falls first. Sure. And then, you know, I went to Bemidji in the middle of the, the winter in my in the middle of the winter. It was still quarters then, right? So you know, it was it was kind of weird for me cuz I didn't really have all that big stuff going on. But I'm sure like the kids who are going to UND and NDSU, the two biggest schools in this region, yeah, that it's got to be something.
2: It is, and I went to a JUCO. Oh, there's my 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 longtime partner, Mike Berg, and football coach Berg is is walking around. I'm good to see Mike here today. Of course, he's here. yeah, for me, Derek, I'm kind of a, a little similar, you know, going to a JUCO. Mm-hmm. That I was familiar with and playing there, and then transferring you know to to North Dakota state, and by that time, I had all my buddies in college, so i didn 't need to go through i didn't need to find where menard was i I knew where that is and and all these kind of things, so it 's all good. Hold on a second. I just found a guy that I have to throw a microphone in front of by the way, before we get to it so uh and in a moment we 'll tell you how winning cures all when the Minnesota twins returning to to Target Field, and they get a win last night, which was good. Dick Bramer will be with us coming up shortly. But how can I look at Tom Dodge, Derek, and who's one of your favorite guys? You know, right. Derek's back in our studios. I remember, Tommy, when, when you jumped in and, and doing color, and one of the first texts we got in the booth calling up the UND football game was from Derek. Derek, I think you were in Florida. Well, the, said, the first time Dosh I sounds yeah, good. <laughs> right.
3: That was good. because Well, the first time I heard you he was two years ago, so it would have been uh, the spring of 21 right which was the 2020 season right because fcs is playing spring football that's right and so i was driving from chattanooga tennessee all the way down to uh florida for my little vacation there so i was listening to you guys so you guys kept me company from south of atlanta all the way down to bonita springs where i usually stay in florida so that and it was great i was listening the whole game i can't remember. Was it against Southern Illinois? I can't remember who it was against. Is that but, right, Tom? It was
0: Southern Illinois. Yeah. The first, the first game of the spring of '21, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a, it was a fun one. It was a,
2: it was a fun one. Yeah. It's not shocking that Tom kept your company because you know Tom and I room together. We, uh, we eat together on road trips. So Derek, he keeps me company, and, and he's got you know when you've coached as long as as, as Dash has, you know he's got a, a billion stories. So right, Tom, that's a,
0: yeah, and and they're getting more and more. Uh, <laughs> Fictional, maybe <laughs> exaggerated. Becoming fish stories or what? Over, the, yeah, can you over t- the over the over the years, I do I do have a fifty four piece shrimp uh, plate that I had with Jack and somewhere in Illinois.
2: <laughs> Between Coach Berg and Coach Dosh, I've got more stories, uh, you know, that that are coming in. So Mike was just at a Red Hawks game the other night, uh, which was awesome. So it's good to see everybody here at the Memorial Union. I was telling Derek Tom that there's a gas leak on the uh, law school orientation. So then all the kids were, the students' perspective were all filing past me, almost like a like just a herd of, of a multitude. And as I waited about half the kids to go by me. I grabbed one. I said, son, he looked at me and I said, what's the difference between a barrister and a lawyer? And I got to look like, first of all, who's this guy with a headphone out in the middle of a student union? And then secondly, the, the orientation structure goes, I don't even know what that question means. <laughs> and so, Derek, I thought there might have been a big answer. Apparently, it's just they're called barristers over there and they're lawyers. Well, we've got a gas leak and we've got construction on campus. So there's a lot of stuff I
0: going think on. I think I went just north of Thompson to get around to come <laughs> from my office here to the hey, union. Derek,
2: does winning cure all? Does winning cure
0: all?
3: Well, usually, but, I mean, in the sport of baseball, it uh, you know, you got to win a little bit more when you're kind of behind the eight ball here with w- yeah. what the Minnesota Twins did on the West Coast. and. Really, that last game against Toronto, I mean, this last week was bad. They finally got a win, but they got to keep it rolling here because Cleveland, you know, they split their series, uh, their doubleheader yesterday, but they need to lose a little bit too, and they're just not losing.
2: It's it's a great response because he's right because baseball's so long. Winning certainly helps the bruise that you just felt out in California. So you get a win last night. So they're waking up today thinking, it's pretty good. We can go get two now, and then we can get a series. Football, winning does care Quite a bit, Tom.
0: Well, it's a week.
2: You know, <laughs> you, I, you, I, that's how you feel for the whole week, you know, right. and
0: in and, and, – and in baseball it's how you feel for the next day usually right. or in like if you have a doubleheader how you feel for the next hour or two but right. but yeah like all right now there's some twin fans saying, all right we got it back on track we got lopez we got it going and then if tonight it doesn't go it'll be well what's rocco doing with the uh analytics and the pitch <laughs> right. count and right. why, do, so, why do
2: you not throw him I'm r- one extra inning right I, uh...
0: so it's uh it's but it happens quick in baseball because there's so many games uh you ready for nebraska yeah yeah i was out at practice for a little bit today and spends quite a bit of time with the guys on the weekend and, and at practice and in meetings and so it's been it's been fun to get caught up
2: got a chance to uh, catch up with Bubba Schweiger too and and of course when it media day rolls around Derek and then Tom as you know you're, you're one step closer and I'll ask Bubba who's been at this a long time uh
1: if, if he's changed things over the years or not yeah I think it goes a little bit faster now you know you you got the guys all summer and you're able to meet with them a little bit more and have some walkthroughs in the summertime so the installation in fall camp is at a pretty pretty high pace and you know we want to throw it a lot at the guys and get them ready mentally that they can handle it and see what they can handle mentally so that has changed over the years you know when you be, used to go two practices a day you just didn't have the time for the implementation but now the installation goes really fast.
2: Hey, the the schedule you and I've talked about is is such a big schedule and a great schedule an opportunistic schedule that's the great thing is you can you know, nobody can afford to look past game 1 because the bottom line is just preparing yourself uh to get out there and play so there there's that no one's looking down the road at the third game it really is game 1
1: yeah that's what you're preparing for you know big 10 team and one of the blue bloods of college football you get an opportunity to go on the road and test yourself against a very good opponent that's going to have a lot of skill and a lot of talent. And, you know, we want to go down there and be as prepared as we can and and really compete at a high level that day.
2: Uh, final thing for you, Coach, and we'll have opportunities to obviously talk in more detail, but uh, the emergence of players. Where are you with, with your sitting here? Is someone I opened something up where you're going, my goodness, this kid's a freshman, we might have to play him right away, or someone that has come in that is learning the program but learning in such a quick way that's going to get time. Take us through that.
1: Yeah, you know, you're looking for some guys that maybe got a little taste of it last year. I think uh, we noticed that Caseon Kelly and Wyatt Pedigo. Uh, We want to really challenge them to learn our system because we think they can make some plays for us on defensively and you know as far as on the offensive side uh, you know we have some transfers Braden Bryant uh, at the left guard position you know we're really pushing him to learn and see if he can make an impact here early and there's other guys too you know uh, Montrellis Wilson has made some plays out there and You know, we just need to really work on consistency at this time. We see flashes from newcomers and from some of the young guys, but those are just a few names that you throw out there that, hey, those guys are going to have to show up at some point this year, and we want it to be early.
2: That is Bubba Schweiger. A couple of minutes spent with Bubba. Rushing in there to speak to the crowd here, Derek and Coach Tom Dosh joining us. Brad Anderson is in that memorial. They had ham and, and turkey today, by the way, for sandwiches. Tom and Derek, I, I, I could. There's a tomato on the ham, so I, I, you can oh, have that if you. actually okay. Yeah, Derek, I can bring you one back if you want. On the, I'll ask you guys both, and, and certainly you, Tom. Uh, do you play the the Nebraska card? I mean, to the nines. I mean, do you start bringing scripture out on? david and goliath in the meeting rooms and do you roll? that we're not expected to blah 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 or or do you feel it the other way you're good enough man if we play our game they can't stop you they are just men like you with time you've been coaching a long time which which way do you play it heading into game one knowing nebraska will already have a game under their belt by the way not locally.
0: No, no, no. Uh, <laughs>
2: they're over they're like in Ireland, right? Locally. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. Local uh, <laughs> local to a different... I, you know, I think yeah, where when you're at this stage of the game, um, where UND's program is and what you're doing, I, I think it's a, we're going to go out there and play, and we know we can be competitive, and, and certainly UND has been competitive and won some games against FBS competition and and you you don't really dwell on that I don't think as a coach or as a staff but they're going to certainly prepare to win and I I I just know the staff well enough to know they're not going to be playing that respect card all that that business I just don't think that will be played it'll be let's go out and play well and play at a high level and the excitement of a new season for game one is always, is always so much fun that you can, hey, we got a lot of new faces and a lot of new guys and competition and everything. Let's, let's go out and, and throw it out there. And you get a little film on Nebraska, what they're doing this year too. So maybe it gives you an advantage.
2: It's a great point. And Derek, I don't even know if you have to these days. I and mean, we're in such a social, I mean, every kid in that room over there that the, from Tommy Schuster on down to Devin Charnowski who's sitting over there, <laughs> Derek, they're going to know Nebraska. You know, not like when we were young. I mean, you couldn't just flip a phone on and look at stats and numbers. It's like, yeah, they knew they're playing D, right? I mean, they knew they're going up against. Well, I mean,
3: if I was sitting in their shoes, man, I would love this opportunity, right? I mean, there's a time. Tom, you can relate to this. Do you ever think that UND someday would be playing the Nebraska Cornhuskers in front of eighty thousand fans? I mean, you think about the days of Tom Osborne. You know, as Bubba mentioned there. They are one of the – when you think of college football, they got to be one of the 10 teams you think of right away over the history of our lives. Wouldn't you think? I mean, I mean, just because of what they meant and, you know, going to Orange Bowls, always fighting for a national championship. Now, since they've gotten to the Big Ten, it hasn't been as good. I mean, there's just no getting around it. But it's still, the tradition, the the consecutive sellout streak, the fact that every Saturday the whole state is dressed in red. I mean, th- this I, – I would just be loving this opportunity to go to an SES school – Get this opportunity to go knock off this blue blood, blood program in the Big Ten. Oh man, this is this would be a dream.
0: Well, you certainly should be relaxed as a player Yeah. You know, where you can go out there and say, hey let's just make sure we soak in the atmosphere don't get caught up in the atmosphere but soak it in and enjoy it and i know bubba what one thing they're going to do different this year is going to go out on friday and 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 check out the stadium and of oh, course they're going to do that I, I believe so take some pictures everybody's got to take pictures now so get, let's get that over with and then when saturday rolls around 2:30 let's kick it off and, and enjoy the atmosphere and 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 cut loose and play and i think that's like you said, for uh, you look at Adams Zavalny from Park River growing up. Did he think he's going to be playing think a about game in Nebraska? Forget yeah. I mean? we'll Tom Dosh, a
2: longtime coach, thinking you're going to play it. Yeah, think about I'm 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 i potatoes, or I'm I'm. Uh, here's Brad. Well, Brad escaped from the ballroom, but he's going right back in for sound. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're not you're not thinking that when you're little. Like what an opportunity.
0: A great opportunity, and that's how you got to view it. And and of course, when you get into the nuts and bolts of it as a coach and player, you're saying, "Hey, how can we get better? You know, what what can we do to improve?" But hey, let's just go soak up the atmosphere and cut loose and play. And we saw that last year out at Utah State, right? The guys were loose and played real well early. Maybe got worn down a little bit, and and uh, as the game wore on, but. Certainly, you, you, there's a reason you're the uh, you're the underdog. Let's just just play and not get too uptight about it, and have fun, and hopefully that's what the the plan is moving in.
2: Dick Bramer, uh, television voice of the Twins, coming up here shortly. Then we'll hear from some other particulars. Uh, Devin Czarnowski will join us today, looking for some big things out of Devin. It's it's media day here at uh, at UND. Tommy Schuster, Tommy Gunn will join us today on the program, and we'll hear from Danny Freund. In fact, I, I'm going to ask Danny if he's been in his laboratory you know, cooking up, you know, something, you know, Danny's got something on there We'll see how that goes. You know, Derek, he brought up Logan, Utah, Utah State. And if you recall that last year, my friend, so they have, you know, the, I suppose what, the Wasatch Mountain, uh, uh, whatever the rain, there's lightning bolts, Derek, coming over the, the mountains, right? It's a beautiful scene. And all of a sudden now we've got a delay. And, and to a point where the thunderstorms hit so bad and lightning that the PA announcers finally make an announcement, would you please clear the stadium? Would you please clear the stadium? The authorities have asked you to clear the stadium. <clears throat> so Utah, Utah State, it, two-thirds of the stadium clears out. But not the student body. No. <laughs> they were, you would have had to drag them out. Lightning could have hit their shoe, tops. They were like, I'm not leaving my spot. It was such a long delay, but thanks for that memory, Tom. That was, and then the, then the team, obviously, you and he went out and played with them really hard. And, you know, second half, uh, just didn't, didn't, uh, didn't go their way
0: right right that was a hearty bunch of students i know bordering on being tough and being not so not smart, so smart right? Right. but uh, certainly you couldn't fault their enthusiasm and, and the support of it so yeah great atmosphere and and this will be times two or three obviously you know like derek said with the memorial stadium you, you think of it, uh division one football that's one of the top five six programs that just pops into your mind you think memorial stadium sellout, everything's red right that's how it is in that place
2: Derek, you think there's? I know we're up against the clock, and, and Dick coming up here shortly. But uh, do you think there's anything to Nebraska playing Northwestern in Dublin on August 27th, and then coming back? And I'm not, i am really stopping short, fellas, saying you know trap this, game, you know trap. I, I don't want to use those terms because again, it's FBS, FCS. We've talked about it. But Derek, th- there might be something. Uh, you know, playing Saturday in Dublin. Yeah. You know, you probably don't have your legs until. Tuesday, maybe the next week.
3: Well, I mean, there is something to that. It's gonna that that might be an interesting advantage if it works out, and we we shall see. I will take anything at this point. I mean, that yeah. would, that would not hurt.
2: Well, let's uh, just think of all that cabbage the guys have eaten. Since- <laughs> Well, if you're UND, you
0: certainly hope Nebraska wins, right? You don't want them to come back overseas and be <laughs> right. mad because they point. lost. You yeah, want them to right. be a little comfortable and coming <laughs> yeah. off a win, and Feeling here we pretty go. pretty good yeah. And, uh, yeah,
2: doing some Celtic dancing and things like that. Uh, good stuff. Tommy, good to see you, buddy. Swing back if you're, if you're around. Sounds uh, good, thanks. Dick Bramer, voice of the Minnesota Twins, joining us. Coming up around the corner, our Twins talk. Twins get a win last night, 4-2, uh, over the Kansas City Royals. They'll try again uh, coming up tonight to make it two in a row. And we'll hear from some of the players at D Media Day today for the Memorial Union with the food. And, and thanks to the union, they've got a, the Panda Express, they've got a Chick-fil-A, I think, in here. I mean, this place is really... Really hot, but I'm hungry just sitting up here smelling the food.
0: It's really taken off. You know, it was built during the 20, during the pandemic. You know, they were able to accelerate the building of it because there's no students
2: on campus, and it's really gone from two years ago what it was to what it is it now. It is great, phenomenal. And we do thank them for letting us set up the, the fan and and, uh, and the show today. All right, we'll step aside, Dick Bramer for the Minnesota Twins. Coming up next, Jack Michael Show with Derek Hanson, Brad Anderson, Coach Tammy Dush on 740
3: The Fan. And again, Dick Bramer is brought to you by Jefferson Lines, your number one bus experience in convenient and affordable transportation. Yeah, that's Jefferson Lines. The Power Trip
4: Morning Show. Here's a whole bunch of golfers that claim they went to live so they could play three rounds, play less golf, and now they're suing to play more. 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays on
3: 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com.
2: The Jack Michael show coming. Uh, we're split today. Derek Hansen, our flagship studios of AM 740, the fan Jack Michael's at media day for the university of North Dakota, fighting Hawks at the Memorial union, uh, Brad Anderson in there, Dick Bramer joining us. And uh, Dick, before you joined us earlier, Derek and I were chatting. I said, you know, does winning cure everything? And I think, I think uh, Derek had a good response to baseball. Maybe doesn't cure everything, but it certainly took that bite off that California trip. Good afternoon, Dick. How you doing?
5: Yeah, we're doing fine. And you're right. Uh, I've been doing this for a while, but I know that I sleep better at night after a win. The food tastes better. Everything is much better after you win. So, hopefully, last night's game will be the start of uh, several wins for the Twins in this homestand.
2: And we certainly don't want to play it backwards. uh dick because the dodgers are the dodgers and, and playing good baseball i think maybe the angels series was one that had maybe left a bad taste in the mouth of twins fans so you know if, if you can get back and now you've seen a team that's kind of slipped a little bit below cleveland and the american league central but still very much there certainly wild card all that kind of talk dick but when you read the body language uh, of, of the guys dick uh, you still see that same That same look in their eyes as as they had when they were in first place in the Central.
5: Well, I think so because I think everybody realizes we've got more than a quarter of the season yet to play, and and you know there's been a swing in the division because while the Twins have been you know they had the bad road trip uh, you know lost four out of five on the road trip while Cleveland won six in a row now the White Sox have won four in a row so yeah when when you go through a bad week or so and then the other guys put together even the, a small winning streak well you get uh, you know you get what you, what we've gotten in the standings and so you're waiting for this team this twins team to put together a little winning streak and that's been the main reason why they you know have had a slow leak back toward the 500 mark because they haven't been able to do that the bullpen has had some issues we all know about that but now maybe you know things have stabilized a little bit. You've got a couple of teams below 500 now. Kansas City's here now. Texas in for four, and they just fired their manager yesterday. So, obviously, uh, they've been a disappointment. So, we'll see. This is, even though it's the middle of August, this is an awfully big stand that the Twins uh, started last night.
3: And Cleveland just can't lose. I mean, they lost one game yesterday, but, I mean, they're they're going one direction, and, unfortunately, the Twins are going in the other. I mean, that's it's not good that that team is getting hot right now.
5: Yeah. And I made the comp a couple of weeks ago that I looked at the American league central, the way I, I remember the American league West being in 1987, where there were, you know, three or four teams that just kind of, you know, sat around and waited for somebody to take off and take control of the division. And in 87, the twins did that. And now, you know, based on uh, having one six in a row, maybe the, the guardians are starting to do that, but you know, they lost the final game of the doubleheader yesterday. Uh, they've got an interesting weekend coming up because the White Sox and Guardians are playing each other this weekend. So if the Twins can have a good series against the Rangers and, uh, you know, think about a sweep, but if you win three out of four, you're going to pick up, you would think, some ground against somebody.
3: I was kind of curious. You know, Saturday's game probably annoyed me as much as anything. And I think you know where I'm going with this. And,. You know, your old broadcast partner, Burt Blylovin, and you think about Danny Gladden brings it up all the time on the radio side, just the fact that at some point these guys have to learn to pitch differently that third time around. I, I know what the analytics says, but, man, 65 pitches, the way Dylan Bundy was going, I, I, just, I don't think it's good for the sport, let alone what happened to the Twins on Saturday.
5: Well, just think of what we've got tonight. It's not the Twins game, but it's the White Sox and the Astros, and it's Dylan Cease against Justin Verlander. And that game is going to stand out this year because of its rarity where you expect a pitcher's duel and you expect both starters to go seven innings, eight, maybe even nine. Uh, so I'm with you. It, I, don't, I don't think it's good for the game because you don't have, you can't have a great pitching matchup in a game when one or both of them is going to be taken out after five innings and then it's left up to the bullpen. So, you know they've they've got the the support, the uh, mathematical support to say, well, no, we we can't have Dylan Bundy uh, face the lineup the third time. And when they've tried to do that, sometimes it's blown up in their face. So you know it's it's really it would be nice if starters didn't empty the tank as quickly as they could, which is essentially what they're told to do throw as hard as you can for as long as you can. And we'll come get you when the time is right. Well, that it never used to be that way. You know, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to go through the lineup the first time with my fastball. Then I'm going to mix in my pitches a little bit. And if I got the number three hitter out with my fastball and then my change up, well, now I'm going to give them, you know, breaking stuff the third time up. So it's, it's how the game has changed. And, and, you know, it's up for debate, I suppose, whether it's been a, change that's good for the game or not dick bramer joining
2: us today on the jack Michaels show brought to you by jefferson Lines. dick uh talk about the guys that are out kyle garlick uh, i think the twins expect him back you know sometime maybe in september he got a rib uh, a cage contusion trevor larnik i know has had some you know some core muscle strains going on hopefully you know he can come back you know, in, in September, we talk about guys like Ryan Jeffers, the uh, the thumb fracture, hopefully get him back. Uh, if all these coming back, Dick, uh, th- 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 do you notice it when they're not there, and if so, what way? And, and as they get healthier, knock on wood, uh, what kind of uh, boost or injection could that give to the Minnesota Twins as we start tiptoeing towards September?
5: Well, I think the biggest, uh, the most intriguing thing for me, I think is the possibility that Randy Dobnak is on a ra- rehab assignment now and Tenta Maeda on the pitching side, whether they might be able to help this team. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have Larnick back. We know Kirilov's not coming back. Uh, garlic. I talked with him yesterday, never heard of this before. He has fractured cartilage in his, uh, rib cage area. And, uh, obviously I'm not a doctor, but there's very little blood flow through cartilage. So it just takes a lot of time for that to heal. And he was still experiencing pain yesterday when I talked to him. Yeah. So well, with all the lefties that the twins have faced lately, yeah, it would have been nice to have garlic in the lineup because he's the, you know, the twins best hitter against left-handed pitching, but that's not going to happen. Larnick. We hope to have uh back Jeffers, maybe the last two weeks of the season, And one thing to keep in mind, of course, in a couple of weeks now, rosters can expand, but not to the degree that they used to expand. In other words, they they can go from 26 to 28. And so these guys who will be healthy and coming back, it's not like it's open-ended and you can have 39, 40 guys on your September roster. They're going to have to find a spot for those guys as well. And that's where, you know, the tough decisions are going to have to be made.
3: You know, you look at it too with this uh, team, and there's going to be a lot of questions because if they can be successful and get into the, the end of the season, a lot of focus is going to be on Carlos Correa, whether he wants to come back, right? I mean, all these, you know, we talked about a three year deal, but it's an opt out. I mean, they're most playing to keep this shortstop on this club next year, too. It's kind of a weird scenario. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before.
5: Yeah, it's a different deal. And somebody um, on social media a few days ago said he's likely to opt out. Well, there's really no news value there because I think we all thought he was likely to opt out, you know, before the ink was dry on the contracting side. I mean, that's why they structured the deal the way that they did. So I I don't know. The sense I get is, is that Carlos likes it here. But ultimately what I think it'll come down to is will this team get to the postseason? Will it look like a team that will be in the postseason Again, next year and the following year, and all that, because ultimately, you know, the money's he's got more money already than he can ever spend. But, you know, guys at that level, they want to be on a winning team. And that's why I think it's really important for this Twins team in the final 48 games, whatever, to play its best baseball of the year and look like a team that not only will get to the postseason this year, maybe do some damage and have a playoff run. But look like a team, too, that uh, next year and the following year, uh, you know, might get back into the playoffs as well. About a
2: minute or so, remaining Dick Bramer with the Minnesota Twins joining us as we hear from Dick every Tuesday on the program. Dick, I look at the uh, the, the matchup tonight in Sonny Gray and Zach Granke, and I, I still look at Zach Granke like, oh, ooh, Zach granky you know, but now you realize Zach's been around now a while, and I, I think, I don't know if he's 40, I, he's probably in that, that upper 30s, and I know that that, that 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 road earn run average is high, and we can look at all the analytics, but to me, I still think, Nick, that's still Zach Granky you know, but what about tonight, Sonny Gray and and Zach granky going tonight in game two?
5: Well, yeah, Zach's, I think, about 10 years older than Sonny Gray, and we think of Sonny Gray as a veteran, right? <laughs> but you've got two guys who uh, rely on their location, their control, and I, I am looking forward to, to watching them both pitch. You know, Grinke used to throw in the upper 90s, and now it might be 90. But he's found a way through location and pick, you know, pitch uh, uh, rotation, uh, the construction or the, the, the you know, pitch selection uh, to still pitch effectively, at times, and when you think about it now, because the average fastball is ninety-three and a half miles per hour, and if if you're drinking and you're, you know, getting uh, everything behind it, and you might be able to hit ninety, ninety-one. Uh, you're trying to get hitters out with a sub-normal uh, uh, fastball, but yet he's had some games where he's done just that. So we'll see what happens tonight. The Twins. Hopefully, i have got some hitters that are starting to turn the corner. We're really encouraged with what Kepler did last night. We saw it on the road trip with Correa. Uh, you, 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 for a while there, you know, the Twins are trying to score runs, and they had a couple of guys who were, you know, pretty much sure outs in the lineup. And you just can't, you can't have a, any flow in your lineup if you've got guys who are really, really struggling, like for instance Kepler was. Well, and, I tell you. you know, oh, go ahead, D. I
3: was just going to say too, you know, and to get him, you know, he got back from his health health issue there, and hopefully he can uh, get a little bit healthy. Speaking of that, and we, we talked about it. It's been a couple of weeks since I asked you about this. Another key guy, Kent Maeda. I mean, we're thinking September is, is can he help out this bullpen? What's the latest on him?
5: Well, he uh, excelled in the Dodger bullpen before uh, he was traded. And every time we ask and we do periodically ask about his progress and everything seems to be on track for him to return and pitch out of the twins bullpen. So again, the rosters are expanding by just two players. So if he's added and if Randy Dobnak is added, if you know, Larnick is added, well, then someone's got to come off the roster and the twins, you know, went to great lengths to lengthen their bullpen, acquiring Fulmer and acquiring Lopez and and all that. So, again, these problems usually take care of themselves through injury or ineffectiveness, but it's really going to be interesting to see as these players hopefully come back who they will replace on the roster
2: we we'll let Dick get rolling and, and normally end on something kind of fun, but I was listening to Alex Rodriguez, Dick, on uh, the situation with Fernando Tatis Jr. And Alex uh, came out and said, boy, I just wish that, that players would learn from my mistake, you know, and, and I'm not going to get in the Hall of Fame. And my reputation w- was tarnished. And, and Alex was forefront in all of this and, and so on and so forth. And then I saw a, a comment where Fernando Tatis Jr.'s father, Sr., uh, said it's a, I think he used the word a catastrophe that that his son's reputation has been tarnished because of a of a drug policy a steroid that was contained he said within a a ringworm medication and then you go through all of that and and, and I'm sure there are levels and layers Dick as you peel back the onion on that but the bottom line is is that story came out and now I, I guess my question to you Dick with all the years you've been around doing baseball and being around the sport and around these athletes. Uh, Is Fernando Tatis Jr.'s uh, reputation now uh, forever etched in stone, in your opinion, or is there a way to crawl through this and out from under it and through whatever gray area maybe that there is? Your your thoughts on that, Dick?
5: Well, I think on the heels of uh, him irresponsibly, if I can use that word, and not uh, be able to play for the Padres, because of a motorcycle accident uh, breaking his wrist uh, and motorcycle driving or riding prohibited in his big contract that he signed. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he's gonna you know uh, step back from this and recover in terms of his image uh, because you know it was bad enough that he couldn't play in the first five, four and a half months of the year because of the wrist injury. And now he's done for the year, and uh, the penalty for the PED use will carry into next year. Now, people can feel sorry for who they want to feel sorry for, and I don't have any sympathy uh, for any players. I'm not. I'm not a fan of those who have cheated the game, accidentally or not. If you want to believe that that he took uh, ringworm medicine and uh, a banned substance was in there, um, fine. You can do that. I feel for the team because they invested many, many years and a lot of money in this guy. And to me, and it'll never happen. But when you're in a situation like that, I would like the team and the twins went through it years ago with Irvin Santana, just signed him to a contract and he got pinched for a PED violation before he threw a pitch for the team. I would like it if the teams could void the contract then and force the player into free agency. Uh, The Players Association would never go for that. But I I, I do feel bad for the teams because the Padres now have invested a lot of money and they've mortgaged their future on this this player. They'd like to re-sign Juan Soto, but they can't be sure what it is that he's going to bring them in the remaining 13 years or whatever of the contract and so I, I, my sympathy is reserved for the teams that sign contracts of that magnitude and then are left wondering, well, what exactly did we buy here? Are the numbers that we signed the contract to, are they real or are they fake?
2: Really well said, Dick. That was a 14-year, $340 million contract that he had uh, signed an extension a year ago, man alive. Well done. Uh, Dick, always great to hear your insight. Uh, hopefully the Twins can uh, come out again tonight and play some great baseball and and, and get a series and, and keep it going this week. As always, Dick, uh, we're the lucky ones. Thanks for the time, and we'll talk to you soon.
5: We'll do it next Tuesday from Houston.
2: Dick Bramer, uh, brought to you by Jefferson Lions every Tuesday right here on the uh, Jack Michaels Show. We're coming to you live today in two locations, in Fargo and in Grand Forks. Derek Hansen in our flagship studio of AM740, The Fan. It is media day for UND football today, so I'm coming to you live from the Memorial Union on the campus of the University of North Dakota, busy one. And, uh, Derek, I know we are going to kick a break. Uh, good good comments right there, I thought, uh, from Dick Bramer on Fernando Uh, Tatis Jr. situation.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a thing where, and we've said it time and time again, right? Michael Pineda went through the same thing. You know, on on the football side of things, the Williams wall went through this with star caps. Yeah, I understand that you can, you know, there's medications out there and all that, but you got to check with your folks in Major League Baseball and anything that you put in your body that's outside of something you get in, you know, like a a soda in a grocery store, right? I mean, it's just the way it is right now, and I think you have to look at that with any medication or anything, just the way it's set up. If you're certainly told not to get anything from a nutritional store because a lot of these things that can be considered masking agents are in it, and that will that'll get you dinged. I mean, think about how crucial it is for a team that is, you know, as Dick was saying. I mean, the Padres pushed all their chips everything. to the middle, right? I mean, everything. So
2: <laughs> every everything. You're right. Yeah, you're right, Derek. The the medication report was that that uh, was a ringworm that appeared on the side of his neck. From what I read, you know, and again, you got to take it, but not sold in the United States, you know, in Dominican. So you know, mm-hmm. it's not so. It's a spray that that treats, you know, scars and burns and skin, and 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 there, right. there within that is that is that anabolic steroid. So yeah, you're right, and Dick's right. It's it, it, uh, you know, if you're about to spray something for ringworm. I mean, the first thing you do before that bottle with its spray nozzle is up against your neck, as odd as this seems, because we all had skins and burns growing up. You just put some Bactine on it. You know, the first thing you got to do is, what's in that? You know, and that and that's that's the way that you live in. So good stuff today. Hey, we'll step aside. Derek got some, got a real good linebacker. Named Devin Charnowski, we're going to hear from him in a second. In his fifth year, and he's on the preseason All uh, Missouri Valley Conference team. Get a chance from a chat with Tommy uh, Schuster as well. We're coming live today, Jack Michaels Show from the Memorial Union on 7:40. The Fed. <laughs> as we keep moving from camp to camp, media day to media day, last week it was at North Dakota State. This week it's media day, University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks football. They open up with Nebraska on September 3rd. Jack Michaels show comedy live from the Memorial Union on the campus of the University of North Dakota. We heard from Coach Bubba Schweigert earlier uh, in the program today and an opportunity to, to sit down with some of the players, including a preseason all-conference selection and Devin Sharnowski, joining us, really a, a key component to that, uh, to that defense. He's been named on a couple of lists, including a Phil Steele preseason all-conference team. And had a chance to ask Devin, like, you know, how camp has been going, how the fall has been treating him so far, again, in his fifth year as a fifth-year senior.
6: Um, practice has been going pretty well. Uh, team feels close-knit. Um, First couple weeks, we're kind of getting the rust out, and now we're in the second half. So now we're just fine-tuning things, and we're we're getting ready to take on Nebraska, like you said.
2: I know that uh, you know everybody's trying to get things implemented in. You're trying to be healthy, trying to stay healthy, you got, working that thing. Depth is an issue. New kids coming in, transfers coming over. It really can be all-encompassing to learn the system, but but maybe not so. You I mean you guys are good, smart student athletes that have been around.
6: Uh, Yeah, so for like young guys and new transfers, like you said, coming in, um, it's really just us older guys who know the playbook, know the plays, helping them out every chance we get, um, whether that's in a meeting, in practice, or at lunch or dinner, Um, just trying to help them kind of advance that learning curve so we can have, like you said, build that depth.
2: I think North Dakota's in a great spot, the fact that not a lot of love has been shown so far, and all these polls that mean so much before anybody plays a football game. I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but maybe that's the best spot to be in, to come up and jump on people, because this team's probably got a pretty high ceiling with the athletes. Don't you agree?
6: Uh, Yeah, that's kind of how we want it to be, you know no one's talking about us but us and uh, we're okay with that we know who we have in our locker room, who we have on this team and so we're excited to come out, we're hungry and we wanna show the the nation what we got. Last thing for you, and I've been to Lincoln in the last couple of
2: weeks because of baseball broadcasting so I haven't seen this Scott Frost play sheets If I would have, I would have brought him back. No, I wouldn't have. But on that, but I know it's an 800-pound gorilla. It's a Big Ten team. It's 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 a it's a big school and all that. So maybe the tendency to put so much weight on that, you forget about you know the process. But take us from a player's aspect. First of all, it's exciting to be able to play a Big Ten team. But but take us through the thought process.
6: Uh, yeah. So obviously, it's exciting. You get to play a like you said, a Big Ten team, FBS team, Power Five. But um, I think we're kind of looking at it as just another opponent. You can't, like, get too caught up in that there's 90,000 people going to be at the game and stuff like that. And you just got to look at it. It's another opponent. Um, Get in the scouting sheet, uh, figure out what the game plan is, and just take it day by day.
2: hate to get personal, but better hair, you or Luke Skokna?
6: (laughs) Ah. um, you know, mine's natural, so he's got a perm going, so I got to go with me, but, you know. Luke,
2: Luke, you got to rebut that statement? It's all natural. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. What would you have for lunch today, Deb? Uh, a little turkey ham sandwich. Yeah, they're all healthy in North Dakota. Good luck uh, this season. Thank you. That is uh, Devin Cherna. <laughs> Shonotsky, Derek, and a little uh, guys having some fun with each other right there and and Luke and he's ready to go and Skogna's on on, on, on return teams too on those preseason lists, Derek. And you know, you could you can hear it, can't you, Derek, in the voices. There's that that sense, even these law students that were coming through here for orientation just in a different way. You know, they're ready for their academic challenges, but you can hear that sense of of okay, we got work to do, but a sense of urgency and even uh looking forward to playing at big house in Lincoln Nebraska.
3: Well, I can't imagine, I mean, the excitement that you can have to go face a team like that. I mean, that is, that's what it's all about. I mean, those are the things that these FCS coaches like Bubba Schweiger are saying, hey, you're going to get an opportunity. We'll, we'll try to make the playoffs, obviously with scholarship opportunities. And we're going to go get to see, you know, we're, we're, we're making these uh, games against FBS schools and you'll get to experience something that a lot of college athletes never get to experience. And that certainly is going to be the case coming up here on September 3rd. Yeah,
2: it, 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 it'll it be fun for him. Eighty. I was shortchanged him. I said 80,000, and Devin uh, said 90,000. Derek, you know, we're in the media, so everybody, you can't put a mic in front of everybody, but I had a chance to sit down with with quarterback Tommy Schuster. And uh, Tommy's been on the system now uh, a few years. And Tommy and Bubba's talked about him kind of calm and cool and collected. Uh, talked to Tommy and asked to ask Mr. Schuster, uh, the starting quarterback, uh, if he's excited to go and how everything's uh, going so far. <laughs>
7: Uh, it's going good so far. The quarterbacks, uh, three young guys, the Colton's new. Uh, I think they're all doing good progressing. Uh, so I think the quarterback room as a whole is doing a good job right now and really the whole offense.
2: Danny Danny allows yourself. What a great offensive coordinator on that offensive side, but kind of allows this complex offense uh, for you to work within that offense. Talk a little bit, of, without giving obviously all the plays and schemes and all that, but what the offense is like and, and what it can do this year.
7: I would do a little bit of everything. Stretch the field, make you guard the whole field. Uh, run the ball vertically, and uh, you know take our shots when we have them. So I think I think we try to you know do a little bit of everything to keep the defense on our toes with motions and shifts. And so I think it's just it's a it's overall it's a sound offense.
2: I respect you because you were baptized by fire I mean you had in and had to perform and now it's just in a weekly thing talk about your progression uh, too I know there's a lot of confidence in you not only from us as broadcasters but fans and coaches too but it seems like you're able to keep things on an even keel and not try to get outside yourself too much but talk about your progression Tommy
7: I think it's good. It's going my third season. It was good to get an off season this year. You know, last year we kind of got you know jumped right into the next season in only a couple months. I think getting a whole off season to work, you know, think about it and progress mentally, was a good thing for me.
2: Eighty thousand plus stadium coming up that first game, but again, it it is just another game and it's a non conference game. It just happens to have a big red N on it too. But it is part of you maybe in the the recess year mind thinking you know we got an opportunity here to go out and football field's 100 yards long and then maybe shock the world a little bit.
7: Yeah, it's a great opportunity for us. Like I said, big stage, big opponent. So, you know, I think we're excited. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great opportunity for us. How did your summer go? I mean, prior to coming into, uh, everything good? Yeah, you know, it was good. It was a good summer. <laughs> did you get back home at all? Uh, yeah, we got a month, about a month off after this after the school year. And then we went got a week for the 4th of July. So it was good to get some family time.
2: Awesome. Good to see you, brother, and uh, good luck. Thank you. And it's Tommy Schuster, the quarterback for the University of North, uh, North Dakota. Derek, do you like your quarterbacks? Uh Amped up and, and uh, that, or do you like it calm and, and, and kind of cool and reserved? That, what you just heard Tommy right there, is one reason why, you know, he doesn't get uh, too flustered when things aren't going good and he doesn't get too hyped up when, when you know, flustered when things are going bad. You know, he's really uh, about an even keel. What you heard there, Derek, is Tommy Schuster. That's Tommy Gunn. And I don't know how you like your quarterback, Derek, but he's pretty much, uh, he's not going to get rattled too much.
3: I, I think that, I mean, Joe Montana kind of set the standard, didn't he? I mean, just kind of, you know, he, he was calm, cool, collective. He always seemed to be in control of everything. You know, I think the comparisons with him and Tom Brady are justified. You know, you know Brady will get a little bit of, you know, he gets on fire sometimes, right? But it's he, at that moment. I think good coaches are the same way. I don't think quarterbacks and coaches are all that different. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, <laughs> you you got to find your moment, but you got to be, You, you got. I, I would say, 80% of the time you have to be even keel.
2: That that's right because uh, boy I tell you because the times when it's uh, that drive is moving and and a penalty happens you can't get outside of yourself or, or or you know you come off just a big play and then forget about the next play and and you're right I think I think coaches and and quarterbacks sometimes can and, and maybe even coordinators can can uh, take on the same. Persona, You know, speaking of, of coordinators, uh, in the remaining minute or so we have here, you see Danny Freund, the offensive coordinator, just got done talking to Tommy Schuster on Media Day here in Grand Forks, and, and Danny's good to go, too. Oh
4: yeah, we're getting there. You can kind of feel it. I don't know how far away we are, but two and a half weeks or so, and just had a really good lunch here at the Union, so I'm, I'm fired up. <laughs> Now, have you
2: been in the laboratory, Daddy? You're known for a lot of exotic stuff. This offense is not predictable. You've got the pieces there to use on that. So have you been in the laboratory cooking up some good stuff? Talk about the offense.
4: Uh, Yes and no. I mean, it's it's, a just kind of the whole process of getting the guys here in the summer and really getting to work and same thing in training camp here just kind of executing on fundamentals and techniques and just making sure our guys are are ready to go and practicing hard every single day and developing some chemistry and yeah we'll have we'll have some new wrinkles but a lot of it's just based on our players and what they do well and you know when your offensive line can play well and your quarterback plays well it makes it pretty easy and uh, really focusing on on those positions, and then bringing in some skill guys that we feel like can be some playmakers for us. And um, yeah, it's it's exciting, and every year is different. But this one, I think, uh, just the way it's starting out in Nebraska and, and Northern Iowa, the way, way the schedule shapes up, it's really a lot of urgency here in camp.
2: Yeah, I like to I like to hear that too, because that schedule is. is... Yeah, I've been here over a decade now. This is about as tough a schedule, I think, as I've seen, at least from the start. I mean, that could all change after week one, but, you know, and you mentioned it, if the line is okay, if the line works, you know, then it makes use of the quarterback. Those handoff exchanges are good. That's great. The dropbacks are protected. That's great. The routes are run tight. That's good. They catch the ball. That's good. But that takes time.
4: No question. It's And, and there's new guys. Like, every year you're going to bring in new players, like guys that are coming off injury, and, and every team is different, but the Yeah, I don't know. The exciting part is there's, you know, when the guys in the locker room are all pulling in the same direction, offense, defense, special teams, and um, I think that's really important on a football team because a lot of times these things come down to a play or two here and there. You look at last year; it's it's just so close, you know. And even the spring season. So, uh, just having that, having that belief, having that chemistry, developing that during camp, and as you go on through the year, just building that trust. I think, um, you know, I think our guys have talent. We have enough guys in that room to really to really make a, a push at this thing and we're excited about that for sure
2: and there's danny freund offensive coordinator uh for the university of north dakota uh today yeah a lot of stuff being implemented uh derek that's what uh, uh heading into week one it's funny how football is you know then then you've got something on film you know then you, then you have something to work with you know where you're at maybe you know how far away you are you, you just it's that everything building up to game one and then for North Dakota, that's September third, at Nebraska. So uh, looking forward to to having that. Of course, you'll hear that on a brother station, seven ninety, and, and 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 whatnot. So uh, pretty good stuff. D uh, ready yeah. for a little football. I, I'd bring you back a ham, as you heard, Danny. You just fit The cookies might be the the hidden gem, by the way, of the
3: snacks today. Other uh, cookies. We'll so I'll, that, I'll see yeah. if I can. For you, it. that's not surprising to me. You got, yeah, <laughs> protein with ham and turkey, and what, what's Jack bring up? Is the the cookies are the highlight? The cookies. Yeah. Uh, so the shocked cookies. to none of us, believe me. Who've been listening to the Jack Michaels show <laughs> for many, many years now. So yeah, we'll see.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Derek too is is going to be busy because he's going to be heading back. Uh, we're down to uh, uh, the cities area. We're going to hear some biking stuff later on this week. So that's that's exciting. Uh, Red Hawks tonight. Game two, Red Hawks going for five in a row. Uh, we'll see if Davis. It's military appreciation night tonight, Ed Newman, so I'd encourage people to get out and, and bring your ears along and tune in. And uh, our thanks to Dick Bremer joining us today on the program. To all those that stopped by, Bubba Schweiger, Devin Charnowski, Tommy Schuster, Danny Freund, or Brad Anderson here with me, Derek back in the studio. The common man is coming up next. You're listening to the Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan, KNFL. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, four, three, two,
5: one.